Hi everyone, welcome to Classical Drunks. Thanks for your click. Uh, I'm here today with Manny Bolgeri. Emmanuel, nice to meet you. Uh, And I'm Aaron, nice to meet you guys. Uh, Thanks for clicking in. So this is the Classical Drunks. Uh, this is what we're saying. This is we're going to make political discourse great again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make ra- make rationality bay again. Oh, rationality is bay. S- yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about what this uh, is going to be and what we're going to talk about, kind of on this channel, and what what, what we're going to be about. So this is going to be about um, this this cha- channel kind of begun because uh, you and I have seen. Uh, a definite polarization in politics between the left and right. Um, it's not a bell curve anymore. Uh, the the moderates are disappearing, and everyone is. It's becoming a reverse of a bell curve. A reverse bell curve, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 become so much polarized. The the left and right can't agree on anything anymore. Um, so so this uh, this this podcast or this. Uh, this channel thing we don't yeah we're there's not, gonna be multiple things so it's gonna be lots of things yeah we're not we don't sure know yet, yet but there's gonna be lots because of we're things. drunk yeah that too but maybe not at this time what time no. is it we're drunched <laughs> drunk. we, 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 we are we are in Ireland so you know there will yeah. be lots of alcohol consumption just this not is vodka vo- yeah <laughs> no it's not no it's not it's not mommy if you're watching it's not it's not um, but yeah, so getting back to it, um, th- this podcast is going to be about kind of making a more moderate voice in political discourse. Um, yeah, you know, b- both of us, w- I think we consider ourselves fairly moderate uh, on centrist, most issues. Yeah. Centrist, yeah. yeah. I'm radically moderate. Radically moderate. <laughs> <laughs> radical moderates. Uh, yeah. So, and and. Uh, we we so like I said we've set this up because uh, we we feel that voice needs to be kind of pushed more and and a few kind of values need to be reinserted and reaffirmed back into political discourse. Yeah, exactly. I, I like to say um, so on that topic um, uh, the, the it's not just that that the political scene has been polarized. There is this uh, idea that I really like, uh, which I think describes a lot of what we're going to talk about. Uh, that it's not really left and right as a uh, linear axis. This is how we usually see things. It's actually a bit more like a horseshoe. The the, the idea of a horseshoe theory, which is to say that, um, the, the, if you if you so if you polarize things, it feels that the far right and the far left are adamantly opposed. But there is a point where it's if it's actually on a horseshoe, there is a point where there's um, um, they couldn't be further away from each other but at the same time they couldn't be closer to each other yeah. and we we've seen we could talk about specific issues but we've seen the far right and the far left agree on certain things in a weird way mm. uh, the example that i give is bernie sanders is virtually indistinguishable from donald trump on the issue of trade for example yes and what i found interesting is that uh people like you and i uh have a lot more in common now because of that 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 further political divide uh you're more center left i'm more center right uh but still uh you and i can both look at the far left and far right and say okay they are gaining power in europe in america and we we can agree that this is not this is not going in the right direction 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll just move on and talk a little bit about yeah. ourselves from there for now on. Uh, I'll, I'll start if that's okay. So um, uh, my political um, kind of journey started quite early. I, I got into politics pretty pretty early on and started you know reading about politics when I was about 14, 15. Um, I, I guess, like Manny said, I would be more center-left in my politics. So um, classical labor would, would be where I would have found myself uh, a few years ago. Um, to the point where I was actually considering joining the Labour Party at one point. Um, I've moved away from that now because, again, as we were talking, the Labour Party has actually moved a lot further to the left than I'm more comfortable with now. So uh, now I guess I would call myself, again, politically homeless, which is, uh, you're going to hear that phrase a lot. Um, uh, in my spare time as well, I play video games and I have a job working for a giant evil pharmaceutical corporation. So, yeah. Uh, Manny, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, kind of like you feel politically homeless because um, I, I, when I was younger, I was a lot more... Uh, there's a saying that I, I like, which is, uh, you know, if you're not socialist in your 20s, you have no heart. And if you're, <laughs> if you're not a conservative when you're 50, uh, then you have no brain. Uh, I've done that, but over the span of maybe five years. <laughs> so essentially. So when I was uh, younger, I was definitely very to the left. There are pictures of me, if you uh, do a little bit of digging on Facebook, there are pictures of me leafleting for the French Green Party, uh, you know, uh, marching against GMO and stuff like that. Uh, then I got into uh, kind of Milton Friedman type of free market economics. The, the, what, what was the, the, the breaking breakup point for me is, I've, even though I was very left, I was never opposed to uh, entrepreneurship. I work in the IT sector, I'm a software developer, so um, there's a very strong entrepreneur, entrepreneurial culture there. And we don't see, uh, in, it's a sector in which we don't see capitalism in itself as a bad thing. We just kind of look at a case-by-case -case basis and say, well, there are good companies and bad companies. And I always had that at the back of my mind. Even when I was like a far lefty, and I had I saw the 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 other uh, greens being ver very opposed to capitalism as a whole. Uh, there's this saying that you know the the greens are watermelons. They're green on the 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 outside, but if you just start scratching, they're very red. And I think that that's true to to a certain extent. And if you really talk to them, uh, you know, not publicly, they they'd be willing to admit it. So. That's where I started to kind of look at, at different uh, different opinions. I've, I've moved a lot politically. Uh, I'm definitely more um, kind of you know center right, free market, uh, libertarian uh, type of politics now. Uh, doesn't mean that I want a revolution where uh, you know we just abolish the state and have private companies to uh, take care of our security. Uh, does not mean either that I'm opposed to. I'm still I'm still very much in favor of uh, uh, open immigration and gay rights. So that's why I, I kind of consider myself to be a bit of a political uh, politically homeless. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is what I do from a political political standpoint. Outside of that, as I said, uh, I'm, during the day I'm a software developer for a big American company and uh, I like cats. He has two adorable cats. Yeah. You, you may see them wander in and or out at of least, frame. Or at least hear them uh, if you pay attention enough to the background noise. Or yeah, you might hear them scratching yeah. things. They, they like to destroy furniture from what I've seen. Speaking of which, <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll, we'll kind of move on to, look at him there. Oh my God, that's one of them. If you're listening to us uh, and not watching the video, you've missed an opportunity to look at a beautiful cat being tortured. 
which which is why you should go check us out on YouTube also. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I think we'll move on now to um, yeah. kind of our mission statement and what what the, what this channel is going to talk about and and what our kind of core values will be. Yeah. Uh, values that the both the left and the right have kind of let go to the wayside, really. So um, we'll just rifle through a few of them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so one. Yeah. So what I I, I was just going to say what I what I. I like to say is maybe um, um, I think that we, you and I both subscribe to the idea of maybe classical liberalism in mm. a sense that it, it's an idea that that you know it's in the name it's classical liberalism so it's kind of old and it's evolved since to become uh, you know the the, the left wing interpretation of liberalism has evolved the right wing interpretation of liberal uh, liberalism has evolved but if you look at classical liberals you you have some kind of a core set of core values that you and I w- would both at least you know the, uh, kind of a starting point yeah. that unite us in that sense exactly uh, we can rifle through one or two of them and we'll expand on these in future episodes sure. definitely but um. Just, just to list them off, like um, freedom of speech and expression would probably be the major core one because yeah. that unapologetically so unapologetically so like that is not on the table for discussion at all in this in this thing that like, that is out there. Um, yeah, another for, one, yeah maybe for just just to explain b- 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 very basically for one reason and uh, um, there's a psychologist who put it very well. He said that uh, free speech is how we settle disagreement in a non-violent way. Hmm. If you, societies don't have free speech, they still have to settle disagreement, but they do it in a violent way, whether it's a violent confrontation, dictatorships, in term, you know, uh, prisons and etc. Yeah. This is how you set, and, and free speech, and it can go, you know, even though you'll have people denying the Holocaust and all of that, but at least it's a way, it's a tool that we use in society to settle disagreement. And this is the value. It's not just about being able to say that the concentration camps were a hoax. It's about being able to settle disagreement in a complex society. Mm-hmm. I think I think another core value we can move on to is um, equality before the law and yeah. uh, the hopeful destruction of identity politics one day. Yes, <laughs> um, so, which identity politics seems to be completely against the idea of equality before the law. Well, it uh, is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because, so, it, and it's not news. The thing is, uh, you have, because equality has multiple interpretations. And um, you can say, I'm for equality, and the person in front of you is going to say, I'm for equality, and you're not even talking about the same thing. Yeah. So I think it's important to uh, specify, what we're, talking, what we're talking about really is equality before the law. That is to say, two same people, no matter what their birth characteristics is, uh, skin color, gender, you name it, mm-hmm. they have to have the same rights, they have access to the same, they, you know, they are under the same law. And that's to be opposed with equality of outcome, the sort of kind of far left equality. When they say uh, uh, equality, they mean people have to be the same, the same amount of wealth, the same amount of, you know, education, and etc. And you can ha- you cannot have to you have to pick one you cannot treat people the same people are different they have different aspirations they have different preferences they're going to end up in different passes of life and if you're not okay with that then you have to undo with having the law treating people equally mm-hmm. and uh, the final kind of big one i would say would be um evidence-based policy and yeah. data-based policy rational um, inquiry and rational in, inquiry. in a larger sense of the term yeah, yeah. Absolutely, which would lead to lots of things, you know, like, you know, rational based policy in terms of economics, uh, secularism would be a big one. We are both godless heathens, so we should probably point that out. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we are very pro the idea of secularism and that the 
state should just stay out of the religion game in in, in general absolutely and uh, yeah it's uh, um, it's a very important in a sense because um, um, I think that we've replaced we've seen that with both the, the the left and the right the far left and the far right that both are replacing facts by feelings they are looking at the, uh, just and and on the both sides of the aisle uh, have you ever talked to a right winger about immigration really isn't a bad fact I have an entire book just based on you know uh, uh, what the research is on immigration this is completely at 180 degrees from what you'll hear from those guys they're talking about their feelings not about facts mm-hmm. just as the left wing is when we're talking about environmental policies and when they think about renewables it's all based on feelings it's not based on facts and this is something that worries us mm-hmm. absolutely yeah again you see you see it with uh, the same thing you know uh, with uh, like you were saying environmentalism and the, yeah. the faux green well you're you're into healthcare this is a big topic as well where it's yeah. a lot about feelings and not really about okay well what's the most efficient should we allow this drug what price you know this is and this is not a rational way we don't approach healthcare in a rational manner no we don't we do base it on feelings which i you know i totally understand the the the, the motivations behind it because yeah. you are dealing with you know potentially your family or yourself so i i can totally see why it's very easy for in terms in, especially with healthcare how yeah. um, how feelings take over rationality which is I mean, uh, yeah it's not to say that that and i'm sure both of us would be very susceptible to be victims of that and, and exactly i mean if you're if you're in a situation of poverty i can definitely understand this is not it does not it does not mean that we're not empathizing with those people mm-hmm. i can understand that if you are in a situation of poverty and if i come to you and I'm, maybe we'll talk about it later but if i come to you and say you know raising the minimum wage is going to cost you your job it's not good as a whole mm-hmm. you're going to get very upset because you're in a situation where you have very little income and you see that that raise of minimum wage is an opportunity for you you're not thinking of it rationally looking at the research what it says on the topic and maybe you know let's let's just say for a sec let's just for a second, admit that that my my analysis is correct, um, and it, it it's actually worse off. You're going to be worse off for you. I can definitely understand why you would be upset about me saying that raising the minimum wage is a bad thing because to you it feels for very good reason. It feels that it would be a positive, and that this is this is kind of what I mean. It's like well, sometimes your feelings can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Dece- um, is that good? Yeah, Just to yeah. point out, I'm French. Don't make fun of my English, okay? <laughs> It's fine. You can make fun of his English in the comments. I, I have no expectation that they will not make fun of your uh, <sighs> weird accent. Of your weird accent in the comments. Yeah. We should have let them guess. We should have let them see if they. Come could on, my name is not. Oh, true. We did. Pablo, whatever, Picasso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name is very strange. My name is Aaron, and I have a weird second name, Buki. So it's very weird. It's a it's a weird one. I don't I don't even know where it comes from. Well, so. Aaron is not unusual in Ireland so Emmanuel isn't that weird either back on okay it's fairly Anyways, weird in Ireland yeah. yeah so um oh we should point out as well you, so you're uh, you're one of the filthy immigrants stealing our jobs by the way absolutely yeah there yeah, we go yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm the reason I'm the reason why you, you guys don't have a job I'm the reason why housing is so expensive yeah well, you are the reason my housing is so expensive. <laughs> that, that, I own that half is, of Dublin that because is, I'm so rich. That is empirically true. Yeah. Is, <laughs> <laughs> you are the reason housing is so expensive. By, at the margin. At the margin. Um, yeah. So we, we would just really like to welcome you to the channel. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of what we're about. Um, we hope you tune in for yeah. uh, our next big episode. We okay. have a lot of things uh, coming down the pipeline. So Absolutely. Yeah. We hope, we hope it's going to be fun. Uh, but at least, yeah, I think that that's really 
really what, why we wanted to do that. It's at, at least because, you know, if 20 years down the line, there's a new Hitler in town, at least we can say, well, we've done something. We yeah. had like a YouTube channel or we something. Tr- we tried in vain. We tried in vain. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, put it, we, want, we wanted really to put it out there. I think that, that um, as, I, as I said, I think that the left, uh, the center, sorry, the center, uh, people in the center will find that they have a lot more with that polarization happening, they have a lot more in common that they maybe previously had. So, yeah. Anyways, see ya. Don't forget to subscribe. See ya next time.